Our mattress is outside. High Mystery. It was supposed to be just a simple day trip across the pond and back in your little boat with two oars on either side. When all of a sudden, the water beneath you starts frothing and bubbling. A mist cascades over your face. You can't see anything. With a loud thud, you're thrown out of the boat. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery. It's a podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries of our universe. Today shall be no different. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And we're the gang of High Mystery. Was Today. it old Greg? Was that who came out of the water? <laughs> it might as well have been. Are these... Just saying about his funky fish madness. <laughs> I love, love games. Yeah. Play some love games. <laughs> Playing those love games. What's going on over there? <laughs> it's um, eczema. No, it's uh, when I crashed my motorcycle, I got a road rash, and now whenever it gets sunburned, that peels. Oh, okay. <laughs> the rest Rub- of the arm is fine, but that is very susceptible to sunburn. Rob's flaking profusely yeah, over there. Yeah, it's like a uh, today, I've got high hemp wrap. This yeah. is the bear. You <laughs> <laughs> made the jump. <laughs> now I don't want to like them as much. Yeah. <laughs> one of us, one of us. Goomble gobble, goomble gobble. Did I just say that? I'm totally out of control of myself now. Uh, the high hemp wrap is bear berry. That's the flavor. And inside there is... The uh, Pineapple Upside Down Cake from Humboldt Farms. The Inhalants... The Inhalants uh, Blackjack. The Inhalants Wedding Cake. The Crew Cannabis Durban Poison. Nice. And I think there's something else. It's hard to remember. I bought a whole ounce last time, and so there's quite a few strains in there. Doing it right. Doing it right, Colin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, I got a Twisted hemp wrap uh-huh. California dream I still prefer those over the high hemp no we, we in all discuss. fairness I do prefer those as well to the high hemp's but I like that the high hemp's are a cheaper B are come they with their own filter are they yeah, cheaper I don't think they are I think they are we can settle it real quick <laughs> with a quick Google search I get four for a dollar uh, I mean, I buy these by the 25 pack and they're like 15 bucks. Ooh, things are heating up, folks. No, they're definitely $25. They're definitely a dollar a pack. Um, okay. I mean, <laughs> I think I got the plain Jane uh, high hemp wraps for super cheap. Oh, okay. I, Without a flavor. Yeah. I also bought a box online and it was, I want to say, like 16 bucks for 25 and there's four wraps in each. But. You have to buy your own filters, right? <laughs> That's a difference of like two or three dollars. A dollar, <laughs> for like a, a, a folder, a stack of them that I like cut into. I don't know. He's got something though, because like if uh, if you're buying the same filters that they give with the high hemp, the raw ones. Uh, that's like what three dollars for a pack, but there's only fifteen in a pack. So in order to get up to your number of actual blunts, you'd have to buy them four or five times. This is probably not the most interesting thing. Our no, it is because <laughs> I got more information on this. I can get a, a booklet. I mean, of ultimately, tips I did say that like I enjoy those tips. more. Uh, right, there's the weed in here wraps. too. That I, got. <laughs> <laughs> I put a um, 
a menagerie of weed in here. Yeah, okay. I got uh, key lime, which is a hybrid, and that's at uh, 18%. And then I put some Jack Herrera in here, which is at 19%. And then I got some banjo, which is a sativa, and that is 18%. You got some kazooie in there, too? No, just, just the banjo. <laughs> no, uh, you got a banjo lately in there? <laughs> and then I got the Sunset Sherbert, All right, which is cool. the hybrid, and that one's at a measly 14%. <laughs> I have got a high hemp wrap. It is the, um, the Pineapple Paradise high hemp wrap. Uh, it is packed with King Louis Thirteenth. And it has 20.79% THC and 0.05% CBD. He's the bad luck King Louie, right? The 13th? I don't know. He's either uh, that one or he killed a lot of wives. No, that's Henry. Henry VIII? Okay. <laughs> Louis the 13th is the bad luck king? Uh, he might be the crazy King Louie. I was just saying bad luck is the 13th. We have toasted no, our blunts. Uh, no, we we <laughs> we discussed that uh, Friday the Thirteenth was the execution of so many uh, Knights Templar oh. when they made when they gave the order to basically lock up the Knights Templar for being heretics. Well, we are lighting that blunt. If you've got some weed, if you've got an old edible, dust it off, break it out, smoke with us. Let's get high, folks. To the Templar. <laughs> Today is another episode of Collins Cryptids. We'll be focusing on a very important, very well-known cryptid. Today is the episode of the Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster. Also known as Nessie, affectionately referred to as Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster is a cryptid from Scottish folklore said to inhabit Loch Ness in the Scottish Islands. And that means Lake Ness, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ridiculous, Rob. (laughs) It's a loch. I don't even know what a lake is in Scotland. (laughs) Uh, I have a question. Okay. We all just assume it's one, right? That's why we call it Nessie. We've given it a name. But who's to say that, like, there's not a whole bunch of these guys? Sure. I mean, it's the same reason we call it Bigfoot and not the Bigfoots. True. (laughs) True. I guess I didn't think of that. It gets localized to one individual because there's a lot of assumptions that it's the last of its kind or the only one. Right. So I think that's why. But, yeah, it's obviously a cryptid, and we know a cryptid is any humanoid or animal that... Is thought to exist but hasn't been proven to exist by science. Uh, and cryptozoologists are the people that study them in the field of cryptozoology. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's described as a large, long-necked, humped beast usually seen protruding from the water. Like in all these images. Yeah, that's right. Uh... It is uncertain how far it goes back into Scottish history, but Nessie gained worldwide notoriety in 1933 when a certain article was published. Mm. Ooh, a certain article. 
The first modern recorded sighting comes from the 1870s from D. McKenzie, who claimed to have seen something wriggling and churning up the water. I like how 1870 is modern. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I am so modern. Around the time of photography. Did, was this, did this person get a picture? Or this is just uh, hearsay at this, this point? This is just the first account in our modern record. So, like, in the times when people were writing shit down, I guess. And also, like, I guess when we've moved past dragons and dinosaurs and things. <laughs> we still get a little bit, you know, like, that's why I say it's not known how far it goes back in Celtic history is because there are other recordings, but this is the first one after, like, I don't know, when we're getting around the automobile and things For like sure. that, so. They're uh, not, like, just fables anymore. Like, don't go up to the Loch Ness! Exactly. Get eaten alive! <laughs> so, that's it. I mean, he just says he saw something that, like, made the water churn and uh, he said wriggling. He said it was wriggling in the water. Mm-hmm. And he saw it for a while moving pretty slowly, and then really quickly it, like, got under the water and got away from him. Also, I want to point out that there's a thing with humans to, like, want to make something out of the unknown. Like, yeah, know, yeah, but we don't need to talk about that. Just forget about that. I was going to say, I know for a fact <laughs> that, like, if I'm in a lake and I can't see the bottom, I will react the same way if seaweed touches my leg as if a shark is touching my leg. Well, there's probably not going to be any seaweed in a lake. What do you mean there's no seaweed in or, oh, Just lake weed. Hey, yeah, there you go. There's <laughs> my bad. There it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. There's definitely something to creating what's not there, creating in the unknown, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we acknowledge that, we have to just stop doing this show altogether. <laughs> so let's not do that. What was I talking about? <laughs> Okay, so in 1933, uh, the Inverness Courier publishes a story about a large beast on May 2nd. Okay. This is the story. Aldi McKay and her husband were driving on the A82 on April 15th when they saw an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water in the lock. This would be the first time Nessie was described as a monster. They would watch it tumble and stir and stir up the water for a full minute before it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam, oh. leaving large rippling waves behind as it dove. Interesting. Also interesting that they call it the, like we do, the 405. That's where we were talking about, like people in NorCal just say it's like 605 or whatever. On the A82? Yeah, they called it the A82. <laughs> Instead of driving down A82. <laughs> Let me make sure they called it that and I just didn't write it that. <laughs> we'll never be sure. That's another mystery for another day. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the main sighting that they published the story. It was it was given to the uh, newspaper, the report was, by a water bailiff. Water bailiff? Yeah, I assume that's somebody who's in a boat. They're like a water police. Okay. Essentially. Okay, so like a Coast Guard? Sure. But okay. in Scotland, they're called water bailiffs. I'm here to bail you out of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it was reported to the uh, Inverness Courier, and they print it, and it becomes a big thing, and all of a sudden more reports start coming in. 
So on August 4th, 1933, George Spicer and his wife saw what they described as the nearest thing to a dragon or a prehistorical animal that they had ever seen in their life. Uh, they described the beast as trundling toward the lock across the road with an animal in its mouth. Dope. So this one's like an out-of-water sighting. Yeah. I feel like that's super rare. You certainly don't hear it too often. <laughs> and it does like give a little bit of more credence to the monster because... Uh, or Nessie, I guess we don't need to call her a monster. She can right. be gentle. She's a sweet soul. <laughs> but it does give a little more credence when it's not just like immediately dismissible by oh that's not a that's just a floating log or whatever right yeah. like there's a lot more water illusions that can happen that can play tricks on your eyes but seeing something what did they say trundle across the street yeah trundling <laughs> whatever that means i the only thing i know for trundle is a trundle bed yeah you know where you pull it out underneath and you've got two beds <laughs> it's oh. like as if there were drawers on the bottom of the bed, and then yeah. you grab the drawer handles and you pull it out, and it slides out a whole second mattress for someone to sleep on, like right there on the floor. So like, I guess it just meant it was like sliding around. I think it's, well, it was named after Arthur Edmund Trundle. <laughs> Are you for real right now? <laughs> he was knighted by the Queen, Sir Arthur Edmund Tr Trundle. <laughs> Did he Blood always, lineage like, too. Yeah. <laughs> did he always move by doing like the worm dance move? He he wobbled around kind of like a tweedledee tweedledum. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm assuming trundle means, like how you see seals move on a beach. Okay. Where they just kind of like scoot like an inchworm because they don't have actual like feet. For whatever reason, when you told me it was like one bed coming out of another bed, I was like, so like is it where they open the trench coat and there's like three dudes in there? <laughs> like, what is that? We can only hope. <laughs> uh, soon after, the uh, land and water sightings were pouring into the courier. So once these two initial sightings happen, all of a sudden there's just an influx of people writing letters saying, I saw it either in the water or mm -hmm. I saw it on land, just like that was described, so. And you can either relate that to th two things. Either people feel comfortable, like, oh, I won't sound crazy now because Absolutely. other people have said it, or, oh, I also want some attention. I, well, yeah. And there's a combination of the two. So there's a combination of people who are saying, yes, I saw it as a kid. I never felt comfortable coming forward but here's my story. This is where Nessie touched me. Yeah, right? And then there's also a lot of people subsequently who are like, yeah, I saw it. You can't believe I saw it. Uh, I have included, actually, I guess they'd be Scottish, so they'd be like, yes, I saw it. You can't believe what I saw in the lock. I have right? about 10 other it. fishing stories I'd love to tell <laughs> you. Yeah, right. around. <laughs> uh, so the accounts reached larger media outlets, which described this as a monster fish a sea serpent, or a dragon. All these would soon fall under the banner of the Loch Ness Monster. What's the Pokemon that evolves from the carp? It's, are you thinking of... Magic uh, carp? <laughs> oh, Wait. no, the one that is like a giant sea there's, snake. There's Magikarp. Yeah. And that becomes Gyarados. Maybe I'm talking about Gyarados? I think the Pokemon that most looks like uh, our idea of like a the dragon serpent something is either Lapras. I wasn't thinking that one, but that one definitely looks more like 
<laughs> By the way, if you're not familiar, Pokemon is a cartoon from the 90s from Japan depicting battle monsters who fight each other in arenas and they're trained by uh people if you if you if you say you don't know use a liar (laughs) just just it's okay we're everyone accepts that we all know what pokemon is but that's what we're talking about these specific pokemon that look like the uh loch ness monster there's also so there's gyarados which is like the big dragon-looking serpent. Right, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking of, just because people were saying, like, you know, fish, dragon, yeah, serpent. certainly looks like uh, that squiggle. Yeah. <laughs> that water worm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then there's also, I mean, as long as we're on Pokemon, there's Dragonair. Which Dang, is, they got so many that could yeah, be. That's the one I was thinking of. There's quite a few Pokemon there. I saw that. That would work as the lock. Spiked monster. metallic shell one. Although I've never, I've seen very little of Pokemon. Don't lie, Robert. <laughs> Man, I watched it way past the acceptable age. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the accounts are going out in the world. Soon we have so many sightings that it almost gets inundated with things. Like this is the most hoaxed cryptid, I think. So there's lots of people who put out pictures. Which would later be proven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you wish they were proven. <laughs> well, I'm saying like proven to be hoaxes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only it was proof of the Loch Ness Monster. But yeah, so I'll go through some of these. But when I was talking before about how there aren't really accounts in modern times, the first, first account is what I'm about to talk about right now. Okay. So in a story back as far as the 6th century common era, which describes... A man being mauled by a water beast while swimming in the river Ness. So this, apparently the story goes, St. Columba was in the area or whatever, and he happened upon four men who were burying their friend. And he asked them what happened. They were, he, they were all like, he got mauled by this beast. We, swam. we didn't kill him. We, yeah. <laughs> it was a beast. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you happen upon four guys burying a dude. Sure, we have all his stuff here. But we're going to use it anymore. We had to shoot him dead after the beast killed him. You don't understand. He was in so much pain. <laughs> yes, I'm sleeping with his wife, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> I'm doing it to console her now and before. We took his wallet for memories. <laughs> well, St. Columbo was like, I believe you. I right? believe every word you say. And, uh, Reference. Do you got time, Mr. The TV show, if you haven't seen it? What's wrong with you? So he comes upon these guys. He takes them at their word. They tell him they went out, a bo- went out in a boat and tried to save their friend, but he was unfortunately killed. And so they brought him in the boat after that and swam back to the island and buried him. And that's when St. Columba happened to buy, you know, come by. I and mean, why not just bury him in the lake? That seems like a noble way to die, you know? If you're like a gonna, Viking, you know, yeah, put yeah. him in the boat, send him out, light it on yeah. fire. I mean, I mean have, were, a, have you know, bring him into the boat, give him his last rites or whatnot, and then toss him back over. I, I mean, I'm not sure about this, but I think burial is important in certain cultures. I mean, yeah, very I would say definitely to certain cultures. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind being buried at sea. Yeah, but maybe it was Irish Catholic tradition or, or Irish tradition's tradition to 
put people underground or I don't yeah. know. There's probably the monster already no, no, started no, asking this. for you know a reason why. I'm uh, just saying they could have. They could have. They, <laughs> they were all into burial. <laughs> the big burial guys. These four. Uh, so he hears this story from them. He's like, I got to test this. So St. Columbus sends one of his followers, whose name was too difficult for me to write down. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> sent them to swim in the water where the beast was seen. Probe it. Proceeds. You go out there, swim. Let me see what happens. <laughs> Apparently. And, like, how did they vet that guy? Like, how did that process work? We have a scientist here. He says <laughs> what you need to do is swim out there. The beach, the beast of, I can't talk today. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The beast approached the man, but St. Columba held out his cross and told the beast to go no further. Oh. It reportedly fled, and everyone called it a miracle. Even describing the beast as being stopped in its tracks as if yanked by ropes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's the story of St. Columba and the quote-unquote Loch Ness Monster. Some people say this is just a story that has nothing to do with Loch Ness and that people are just, like, grasping at straws trying to find some proof. Right, this was a story to be, like, the power of St. Columbo. Exactly, whatever. yeah. Yeah, I feel like this is very easy to, like, you know, you see those internet stories Creepypasta. Yeah, that kind of shit, <laughs> where it's just like, oh, let me freak some people out, you know, and make up a, a fun little tale about Nessie. Yeah. It's just the 6th century creepypasta. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Apparently the beast was common in medieval hagiographics, which are holy writings about saints. So not only does it show up there, it keeps showing up through that time. Um, are they trying to say that, like, the Nessie or the creature has some ties to the devil since, like, saints battle these creatures a lot or come across these creatures a lot? It's certainly possible that it was drawn like that metaphorically. Uh, I have no idea whether specifically that was the idea or not, but it makes sense. Certainly showing the saints to have this great power, mm -hmm. whether it was over nature, whether it was over the devil himself, as long as it was building up and venerating these saints, that was probably what their main goal was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot more specific instances. I'm going to go through, like, the most famous and most notable ones, at least in my eyes. But before I do, I'm going to light another blunt. Get it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wonder right out of the gate is just, is... So this lake, this Loch Ness, is fed by a river, you were saying? And yeah. that river goes to the uh, Atlantic? I don't know about that. Uh, where, sure. I don't know. Where, where does there are definitely connections to the sea, eventually. Sure. Um, and that purports one of the theories that will come up later, uh, is that it does connect to the sea, or that it's some creature left over from ancient times when there was an easier connection to the sea. Yeah, I mean, because that's, in my opinion, really the only way that this nasty monster could be living in this lake. It just doesn't seem like something so big could feed and, you know, thrive on whatever's living in that lake. I mean, there's um, 
like hundreds of fish species that live in Lake Ness. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit of diversity in the lake, actually. Yeah. There's eels, there's otters. It's a huge like, lake. Like the food source is there. How it got there, if it was from like a past time or if like, you know, aliens are made it and concocted in this lake or whatever or... <laughs> you know, there was like a frozen egg in the mountains and then like with global warming that like defrosted well, and then came down the river and yeah. then became a thing. I mean, I think of, uh, you know, quick little shout out to my hometown of Rio Vista when the Humphrey, the humpback whale got trapped up in mm -hmm. our little uh, river over there. Um, the little I just, delta or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the story of Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> I do know I'm, the story. I'm from Northern California. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, um, it just it just swam up there. So I'm thinking maybe this could have been, you know, a little lake monster that just straight up swam up swam up the wrong river, and got stuck in this little lake. Yeah, this river Ness connects to Loch Ness naturally right but the river itself the other yeah, end of it yeah, is it in the mountains and that's like rain or snow yeah. water melting down or is that like the is it lake? Fed to the ocean right ultimately leading to the north sea via the moray firth the, so, yeah. the north sea the north sea <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh loch ness is the first word to describe the first two words are large and deep right and it's uh, some 37 kilometers long. Or no, that's not right. <laughs> I read that incorrectly. This is what happens when you do the Wikipedia search as you're trying to teach people about it. <laughs> 36 miles long, three miles wide. Uh, it's, it's, a big, it's a big place. And for whatever know? reason, I feel like it's abnormally dark. Like... I don't know why I'm thinking that, but, like, for some reason, I feel like it doesn't get a lot of, like, sun. It might just be that it's deep enough that uh, light can't filter just like it does in the ocean. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case. Wikipedia wasn't as helpful as I needed it to be just now. But, um, Wikipedia! <laughs> we'll go through some of these famous instances, starting with what is almost certainly the most famous. And you've almost certainly seen this picture. It's the surgeon's photograph, which is a black and white image. It's considered the first photo of the creature's head and neck. It was taken by gynecologist Robert Kenneth Wilson, who did not want to be named, but the world found out. <laughs> He's like, no one's going to trust me near a vagina again. <laughs> yeah, right? But uh, because he didn't want to be named, that's why it's known to us as the surgeon's photograph. He's like, I'll tell you I'm a surgeon. <laughs> he wasn't a surgeon either though you know he's a gynecologist he just I mean, said doctor and someone was like surgeon yeah right <laughs> uh, we got it we got it it's 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 a long time ago right <laughs> uh for 60 years it was considered evidence this goes all the way back to 1939 uh in 1999 though it was revealed that it was a toy submarine yeah. built by christian sperling the son of marmaduke Weatherell. That's what I'm looking at right here in this black and white image? <laughs> yes. A child yeah. submarine. A child submarine with, uh, you know, added fake stuff. By the way, that's pretty... <clears throat> I mean, 
I don't think I could go out and buy a child's submarine right now. Like, that's pretty dope that that's, like, your toy back in the day. Well, I um, got a little child submarine to, like, tote around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you the story. So Marmaduke Wetherell, uh, this is the dad of, uh, or the step, excuse me, father-in-law of Christian Sperling, who actually built it. He had been publicly ridiculed by his employer, the Daily Mail, for finding Nessie footprints that turned out to be a hoax. Mm. And so this was his way to get back at the Daily Mail. Uh, another hoax. Exactly. <laughs> I'll double down on the hoax. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm already associated with him. Might as well be the guy. Right. <laughs> uh, so they bought a toy sub from uh, Woolworths, the toy store, and made the head and neck out of wood putty. They took it to a like a pond and tested it out, and once they saw that it would work, they took it to law to Loch Ness, and the picture was taken by the gynecologist, who was just an unsuspecting other person nearby. Oh, so he wasn't even part of this. wasn't in on the uh, wasn't in on the take. Poor guy. And then once they saw that a water bailiff was coming towards them, they actually sank the toy, and just let it go down into the water. And so it might still be sitting in Loch Ness today. That's what you need. Somebody to find this thing at the bottom of the The toy. Yeah, because that thing's got to be worth some money. I mean, this thing (laughs) is a well-photographed image floating around. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this thing hundreds of times. The painting that I did has this image on it. Well, and the funny thing to me as well is, like, they take this as definitive proof, like, because this guy came out with a story and everything and claimed it. And I'm like, who's to say? Who's to say he just didn't make this up and is claiming it for the recognition? I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> I do notice now that, that, why even take it to Loch Ness? Oh, you could have been in any... Yeah, it could have. you could have taken a picture in a pond. It, there's nothing on this photograph to indicate that this is... But that's the thing. They didn't take the picture. It was some other random person. So they put it in there to for other people to find. Yeah. So that's why they put it in Loch Ness. That way they could associate this thing with Loch Ness. And there was already an association as well that had gone back thousands of years. Yeah, but I'm saying the people that took this photograph. Right. He didn't have anything to do with making the the toy or anything. He was just some guy out there. He was having lunch, you know, with his fiance enjoying tea and then he said oh my god look at that in the water and just captured four pictures oh yeah yeah and like he's not part of the doofus a and b are in the bushes like laughing at the guy oh here comes the patrol let's sink it but it's a little tiny toy like how tiny i don't know i would a toy submarine I, i can't imagine it's big for whatever we, I pictured it, a <laughs> child fitting in this thing. <laughs> oh, really? What? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, like, pretty long, you know? I'm thinking pretty sizable. Oh, but I, I thought it was for sure it was something you find in a Happy Meal. Well, I mean, for, <laughs> I thought no, for sure not. this was a then tiny little this? submarine for a child. <laughs> they stuck some putty on there and stuff and took pictures of it because it looks like a big thing in a big lake. But it's really just a close-up of a little toy in a puddle. No, there's other pictures of it that are further out. What we're seeing okay. right now is also zoomed in. 
All right. It, it's taken from a good distance away. I don't think it's supposed to be like six inches long. <laughs> <laughs> not for sure. No, no, no. Once you said they made it out of a toy submarine, I was like, yeah. It's it funny how different we went. He thought Absolutely. like a six inch thing, and I'm thinking like how cool it is that there's a child fitting in like a legit submarine. <laughs> We've, it's and, safe by Fisher Price. Yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere in between, you know. I'm thinking like a model you could put on the wall, you know, long, but not big enough to fit a child. Right. Anyway. <laughs> we what, don't have the specs. Whatever the case, that's the story behind it. Uh, and this is probably the most famous photograph of the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, definitely of the Loch Ness Monster, yes. Uh, but there are more, there's more evidence to keep coming out. In 1938, they have what's called the Taylor film. Uh, it was 33 seconds of Loch Ness Monster footage. It was determined to be a floating object, but, uh, you know, there's, there's still obviously it's a UFO, an unidentified floating object. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, we've talked about uh, water UFOs in the past. Uh, we've got a little footage if you're watching us on the Twitch feed. It's basically a collection of what is purported to be Loch Ness monster sightings. Definitely uh, shadows happening. Yeah, there's video footage of shadows. There's uh, three or four different ones in the films that we're watching here. We'll see some ripples. We'll see some black lines that travel through the water. All things that are fairly obscured and hard to definitively, like, <laughs> you know, put your stamp on it or whatever. Here's what I don't get. Okay. So this is, like, one of the most popular cryptids out there. Lots of people into it. Lots of people who could potentially put money into resources to find out definitively. And I feel like the easy ones to do would be, like, getting setting multiple cameras around the whole thing that are running all the time. Like, you could afford to do that. People, like, Planet Earth did that, sat <laughs> out in a field for hours to capture a bird flying by for a yeah. second or whatever. For sure. So it's months. like... Yeah. Literally months they'll spend. Get, get like, 100,000 4K cameras, put them <laughs> all around the lake. Y'all can afford it. I, I feel you. <laughs> Kickstarter it, whatever yeah. you need to do. Leave them out there overnight. Nobody's going to take them. <laughs> I didn't mention the expeditions, but there have been several. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's not the first time that uh, anybody's thought to actually organize something and go out and find this thing. The next thing I'm about to talk about, we just talked about the footage, the Taylor film. In 1954, they started taking sonar readings. Okay. Yeah. And they would report a large object which was keeping pace with the boat. Uh, and, you know, it's 1954, so it wasn't too uh, high clear tech. and high-tech. Yeah, but Could have been a school of fish, could have been... Could have been, maybe. Uh, in 1960, we have what's called the Dinsdale film. Tim Dinsdale films a hump leaving a wake. When studied, Nessie could not be ruled out. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, it's just a guy in a boat. And, like, if you zoomed in, you could see the boat, I guess. But when it was, like, further analyzed, there was a shadow in the back that didn't make any sense. And if so it was a boat or whatever. Exactly. So they were thinking it might have been the rear end. It couldn't be ruled out is the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in 1977, we have what's called the Loch Ness Muppet. And, uh, Rob, this is the picture of the one that looks 
green. You can clearly tell oh. that it's like a dinosaur kind of looking thing. And that's why it got the name. Because people thought it looked Muppet-ish. Yeah. It kind of looks like a toy dinosaur that's all like uh, that that rubber. That right. Or it could even be like an inflatable, you know, like they have those inflatable whales or whatever. But yeah. it's like a messy inflatable. Now his claim was that the head that we see is not actually the head of the beast. But in fact, a tentacled arm with a grappling end like an elephant's trunk. Oh. Yeah, and so that's the idea of this photo. Uh, the story goes that Anthony Doc Shields, a magician and psychic in the area. Oh, Rob, your people. <laughs> he claimed to have summoned the animal. Of course he did. Yeah, right? Cthulhu! <laughs> I could just picture just picture him like sitting on the banks just drawing like uh one of those pentagrams and just like, standing in the middle with like torches around him and stuff but uh it was easily disproven by the lack of ripples in the photo and so that's part of the reason got the nickname the Loch Ness Muppet so they're saying that he just went and stuck something in the ground over there uh, or that is photoshopped. Exactly. Or? It's probably more likely a doctored, like, cut and paste kind of photo. Uh, we, that good of a magician. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have another video, which is the Holmes video in 2007. It was a minute and 54 of footage from Gordon Holmes. He videoed a 14-meter jet black thing. We saw it earlier oh, when it was skipping across the water, and it was moving incredibly fast in the water. It's the one where you can really kind of see the line as it tracks and winds through the water. But yeah, that came to us in 2007, which I think it's cool that like, it's very modern in terms of like, people have cell phones in their pockets that have cameras on them by this point. Like, not everybody, but a lot of people do by this point. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's cool that even into 2007, there's still searching and finding new footage and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's stuff newer, but it hasn't had time to get like vetted and have mm -hmm. its moment, I guess. In 2011, they went back out for more sonar imaging. Uh, boat captain Marcus Atkinson would capture a giant like body, Anomaly. whatever you want to call it, that was also keeping pace with the boat as before. But most people would blame that on an algae bloom or zooplankton. Mm. So, who knows? But it seems weird that it would keep pace with a boat. Right. I don't know. In 2014, there was an Apple Maps photo of shadows, which they couldn't definitively say what they were, and so a lot of people think that's nasty. Google Maps even, like, mapped the area. They actually had a lot of work done with underwater footage. And they drove around the lake for, I think, something like 11 days. That's pretty cool. Yeah, to do, like, the standard Google Maps stuff. And they didn't capture anything, so. But they thought it was worthwhile to actually map some of the water as well. So that's kind of cool. Has uh, James Cameron gone and checked it out? He's James Cameron, the greatest pioneer. <laughs> we can only hope that James Cameron will go down there at some point. <laughs> He's like, it's not deep enough. I gotta go to the deepest part. <laughs> I feel like he's probably been asked, and 
like I could probably like Google an article. There's probably something where he's like, we just no, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, James. James Cameron's like, I'm a billionaire. I already have my own Lake Ness monster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he went down in the bottom of the blue hole or whatever, you know, like the deepest yeah. point in the ocean. Stole a couple of fish. Yeah, it's a good dude. Good dude. <laughs> Unless you're a fish, and then uh, questionable. <laughs> he had to take those fish, you know? They were uh, important to science. Just, an, just I, he did not steal any fish. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. I don't want a billionaire suing me. Uh, <laughs> possible explanations. Bird wakes, as in birds are diving in, swimming on the water. Or whatever. And so, like, the ripples in the water that they create are people's theories. And if you've ever seen, like, a pelican land on the water, it is a pretty dramatic thing, I guess, <laughs> if you will. You know, like, the water does cascade up on both sides of them, and they go for a while before they settle. I would feel like the videos are long enough to where you would see, like, the thing swooping in or whatever. Yeah, that's true. And, like, it would be hard to miss a big bird like that. But. Yeah. Uh, another one is oversized eels. They actually did like a DNA analysis of the lake and found that there were indeed eels still living in the waters. So it could just be that there's a couple giant ones in there. I could see that. I mean, the snake serpent is definitely an eel shape if you're not looking at like the humpy version or like the big bodied version, the one that looks like a dinosaur. If you think of it more as like, you know, like the snake or water serpent, then yeah. definitely eel shape. Yeah. And I think of it too. And I think of how, uh, <laughs> it's funny, Rob just put up this image on our Twitch feed, but, uh, this is one that I didn't, I don't re I didn't realize I didn't write it down, even though I looked it up and saved the image, <laughs> but this was one that somebody reported. They saw the Loch Ness monster and if you look really close, yeah. you can actually see the face of his Labrador in the picture. With Oh, see, I thought that was a devil's face. <laughs> no. I'm staring at, like, fucking... <laughs> this is the end of the nose. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. The so, like, for a long time, people were like, oh, my God, it's the Loch Ness Monster. But pretty quickly, they were like, I, I see your dog, dude. Oh, no, okay, now I see the dog's face, but I see legitimately the face of the devil <laughs> right here don't you see his eyes eye ear ear nose mouth i mean you have the closest relationship with yeah dude i think you did a few too many episodes about too those many deals, deals. yeah <laughs> rob don't sell your soul it's not worth it <laughs> i do i do see a face though it's like in the white wispiness of it or whatever well it's kind yeah, of it's like shadowed it's cast in shadow on this side that's I don't know. I see it. It's, it seems like the weird thing, like in a in a magic uh, eye fucking poster. Right. You just gotta cross your eyes for a little bit. Let them go soft. Long enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've definitely got a closer view. I don't know. I can see. Now that right. I see now, it's like now that I see the dog with the stick. I can't unsee it. I'll be honest. I have never in my life legitimately seen the image that everyone else. What is you have it? No, and it won't work, Tristan. Just calm down. No, it will work. No, yeah, I will. I will train you. I will teach I've you. I've been Jedi. through it many times. I've attempted it. My brain just doesn't work that way. You don't okay? want to like let go of the depth, because that's what it I, is. It creates like depth, and so like you see like whatever it is, my brain just doesn't work, and like. I prefer, <laughs> 
a long time, I would just tell people, oh, yeah, definitely. Now I see it. Yeah, I see it. You're the dude from Mallrats. Yeah. I love it. People would, would, like, start describing, and you see, like, the ship in here, and I'm like, yeah, definitely. It's like a spaceship, and they're like, no, like a ship on the ocean. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's what I meant. Gotcha. (laughs) Can we just not talk about this anymore? But, yeah, so uh, (laughs) it could be oversized heels. Uh, another theory is that it was a swimming elephant and that what we're seeing is the trunk and that would explain elephants are super common to Scotland right I mean they're probably pretty rare but at the same time you know who's to say somebody's got a pet elephant nearby gotta wash them every now and then (laughs) I mean they have the land so yeah there's probably a Scottish zoo who knows if in the 30s they had a breakout elephant (laughs) Uh, another one is that it's a Greenland shark, which can grow up to 20 feet long and can survive in fresh water. It was actually investigated, the Loch Ness Monster was, by Jeremy Wade, the guy who hosts the show River Monsters. Ooh. Yeah, and hit, that was his conclusion, was that it is the Greenland shark that people are misspotting and thinking is Nessie. Do we have a picture of a Greenland shark? Uh, could, or it just probably, looks like a shark. We could probably pretty quick. Uh, Another one is that it's a Welsh catfish. Uh, But I'm pretty sure when they did the DNA research, they found that there weren't catfish in the water. So I don't know about that. So when you say they got the water DNA, does that mean they're just like seeing all the different like poops that are in there and then they can like determine what kind of animals are? (laughs) I really don't know how that works and I couldn't find anything on it. Well, that's a Greenland shark for you. Yeah, okay. For everyone at home, if you've ever watched, like, a nature show and they show a shark with the eye, like, bobbling around in its head or whatever, I feel like that's That's, <laughs> that's the guy. Greenland shark. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, a super pronounced fin. He looks super, like, old and... I will say he also has, like, dark gray skin, and it doesn't look so much like a gray-white kind of skin. It looks more like a manatee skin. Yeah. Or something that, like, yeah, it would make sense to me for this shark to be mistaken for the, like, plesiosaur that we associate with, uh, (laughs) with the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, other explanations are that these are simply floating trees... Or what are called seiches, which is a wind pattern over the top of a lake. Just like... Exactly. Uh, Or wakes from boats that people have, like, falsely associated as uh, (laughs) nasty optical effects, seismic gas. Seismic gas. Yeah, the release of sudden seismic gas where, like, a wall of bubbles might come up out of a specific part in the water. Like, especially in that first story that got so famous Mm -hmm. where there was all the talk of the water bubbling and frothing and foaming. That definitely seems like, well, yeah, you could maybe mistake seismic activity like that for the beast flopping around Mm -hmm. what's he doing in there (laughs) just taking a real good flop bath yeah (laughs) just just flopping real good or maybe nessie had to fart (laughs) that's possible it was nessie gas yeah or like probably getting some prey maybe yeah Yeah. taking down one of the giant water eels which are its main food source (laughs) greenland shark i feel like those would be like competitors if they do all exist in there uh, as big as it is, I have to imagine the fish are huge in Loch Ness as well. 
I would assume. So there's probably a good food source all around. Is Loch Ness, do they do a lot of fishing there, like, to support the the town's fish? Or I do they have... import a lot of stuff? Ne clear. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I'm going to look up Loch Ness. <laughs> Just because I wonder if, like, there's a lot of people out there, like, fishing all the time. or if <laughs> Not a like... good day for fishing. Loch Ness must have... Uh... All right, cleaned out yeah, the... Yeah, Nessie must have cleaned out the fish. <laughs> yeah, Nessie's, Nessie must be pregnant again. <laughs> Nessie's feeding. It is no fish in the river. Um, yeah. It's also not important. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it does lean the opinion in one way or the other, depending on how much fish there are in that in the lake. You know, if it's like... Fucking fish are just spawning. There's more fish than there is water. Especially if they aren't fishing it yeah. themselves, then it's definitely going to have a, a higher surplus of activity. But, I mean, if there is a lot of fish, why wouldn't they be fishing in it? And if they were people right. fishing in it, then, like, why aren't there more sightings of Nessie? You know, if it's just fucking a hotbed for people fishing out fish. Right. Nessie's definitely smart enough not to get caught in some nets. Well, there are pike, sturgeon, sticklebacks, lampreys, minnows, salmon, sea trout, brown trout, and arctic char. So all of those, pretty much except for the lampreys, I think, are edible fish. So you got to figure they're fishing. It just wouldn't make sense if they weren't. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the answer to the fishing question. If you were wondering if you could fish at Loch Ness, I bet you can. Um, another explanation is that it's a plesiosaur, the dinosaur that has, like, the four flippers and the long neck uh, and looks a lot like Lapras from <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, another one is that it's a giant newt. Or a giant invertebrate. Well, we know that there's giant salamanders running around. Exactly. So. They, made it, they made it out in Northern California and, like, Scotland's super wet and stuff, so. Perfect habitat for some newts or salamanders. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, it was a giant newt! <laughs> uh, the more outlandish explanations are that they're Kelpies. Kelpies. Which are waterborne shapeshifters, often associated with water horses. I like this. I like that they're using another cryptid to explain this first cryptid. cryptid. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Gotta love when the cryptids tie together. Yeah. Uh, and they were old stories meant to keep children out of the lock so that they didn't like drown in there and stuff. Mm. And also probably explanations for what happened to children. When, when they did drown it. Exactly. No, it goes both ways. Uh, it's not because I wasn't looking for my child. It was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't drinking. The Loch Ness Monster got my kid. <laughs> uh, the Oliphist, which is a sea serpent of Irish mythology, which is often tied in with Kelpies. Uh, and then the Water Bull which is similar to the Oliphist. <laughs> they just have another term, you know, another definition for this potential cryptid. This one, though, it actually climbs out of the water and will mate with your cattle. Oh. And if your cattle give birth to a calf that has especially small ears, that's the giveaway. And if you don't kill it, uh, it'll take over the whole herd. According to Scottish folklore. 
Yeah. Take over the herd as in, like, turn them against you? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know, eat them or, or turn them all into water bulls, but it's bad news. Do water bulls not give off good-tasting milk or something? Well, they're, I, they seem pretty evil in this one. Okay. So, yeah, yeah I wouldn't want water bull milk. <laughs> I would steer, steer clear of the water bull milk. Steer you clear of the water bull milk. <laughs> Unless you want to put some hair on your back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Nessie's huge. Uh, I think it's almost always associated with, a, like, a feminine side, like... Usually, they always call it as she. Yeah, or, like she. I guess maybe the name Nessie has a more feminine context, but. But then again, uh, it's the name of a town, so how can you say feminine or masculine? That's true. That's true. But, well, it would be nice to think feminine simply because if it's a man, then it might be the last of their species. If it's female, then hey, maybe she's pregnant. Maybe she's going to bore some. Well, that's babies. assuming that they have you know offspring in the same way we do who's to say that you know the men can't just pop out some eggs and fertilize it themselves or Or it could be like a phoenix situation where nessie grows up grows old dies and Mm -hmm. then in her carcass there's an egg at the middle and Mm -hmm. you know and then that's her reborn and she lives her life cycle out again who's to say you know who is to say not me (laughs) I just like to think that we actually live in the world of Pokemon. It's yeah. just like the best kept secret ever. We just don't and have the cool balls to capture them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And Nessie's just that rare one, the rare creature. <laughs> I don't know why I said cool balls, because now that I think about it, like I'm not really down for like capturing and taking animals as hostages. And then yeah, to fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> not really on that Pokemon board, now that I think about it. I mean, it. whatever the case... They don't fight to the death ever, it seems like. They just fight till they get knocked out, and then you take them, and they get healed up. And, like, they only level up <laughs> if you're nice to them and stuff. You know, like, you got to feed them and take care of them. Yeah, it's like a Tamagotchi. If you don't feed it, then it's going to die. And I feel like in the Pokemon world, there are a lot of people who are like, I don't keep my Pokemon in the balls. I'm more of a purist. <laughs> I'm an Ash Catcher. He just rides on my shoulder. One of the first things, like, one of the first, like, I guess you could call it a screenplay I ever wrote was my own episode of Pokemon. Nice. But it was almost like a shot-for-shot episode. I just put me and my friends <laughs> in it. <laughs> it wasn't like I plagiarized it, but it was like no different than the cartoon, you know? Awesome. It was me and Lee. We had our Pokemon. Team Rocket showed up. We beat him. End of episode. Sorry, you take that, Team Rocket. Cut and print. We got a movie, folks. Uh, yeah, do you guys have any other theories on what Nessie could be? Uh, well, <coughs> could definitely be USOs, unidentified submerged objects, yeah. you know, like aliens. aliens base underwater type of thing. Because we assume at this point that if your spaceship goes in space, it can go underwater. Yeah. So. Um, I that think makes sense, I guess, yeah. Some they dark spots in the videos that we saw uh could be maybe shadows just like cloud shadows cloud shadows we just interpreted that they're under the water mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it could be somebody like when you're saying that the dark squiggle line is following <laughs> boats and stuff 
Maybe somebody just hooked up like a giant tarp to somebody's boat and it's just this black square. <laughs> They're like, he's gaining on us! <laughs> Faster! He's keeping pace with the boat! <laughs> it's just a tarp that blew away from somebody's shed. Yeah, right. just... <laughs> That's the same reason behind like the pterosaurs. <laughs> it's just a tarp. All these cryptids can be explained by a tarp. It's oh my god! Litter, Stop littering. <laughs> We thought it was a Jersey Devil, but it turned out to be a black tar <laughs> off of our pool. <laughs> I mean, just think of how many black tarps have blown away, never to be seen again. But this could be just where this could be where the tarps congregate. Yep, it explains a lot of them. Yeah, all the missing tarps. <laughs> have there been any other unexplained things in the area, like with Lights some or right? UFOs. I don't know. I mean, I feel like once one thing is there, people tend to gravitate toward it. And, like, also, once you have people, like, just coming to see Nessie, the type of people who come to see Nessie tend to report lights. <laughs> right. Or they're like, I don't care about the lights. I'm here for Nessie. Yeah, Stop yeah. Stop talking so about the lights. I imagine there are probably other weird things. And also, we're talking about the Scottish Highlands, a place that's, like, steeped in mystery and, and mythology. Yeah, and literally shrouded in mist. Mm -hmm. And, it ha like, there are a lot of people who say that uh, fairies and mythical beasts and stuff had a long storied history there and they still, still do. believe in that yeah. stuff. So, who's to say? I gotta think that maybe it could be uh, Scotland's fucking Board of Commerce putting together this hoax for tourism oh that's not a bad that's, <laughs> that's what they did with the La Brea tar pits as we know yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean because I gotta assume that this place would be getting zero tourists if it weren't for I don't know it's still a beautiful it's place still beautiful. it's still beautiful I'm not don't get me wrong like you still want to go to the highlands you still want to go see all these like majestic places it's true I would want to go anyway but I also would want to go mostly because Nessie's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could be anywhere in the Scottish Highlands, or it could be Loch Ness, and I'm not going to pick Loch Ness right. every time. Yeah, like, if they, if they <laughs> suddenly said, no, Nessie moved to this lake way the fuck over here, you definitely wouldn't go to Loch Ness. You'd be like, well, this is where Nessie is. There's reported <laughs> and, sightings. Everybody's talking about and it. And it's also in the Highlands. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we had. <laughs> You're starting to feel cold in the water when all of a sudden you feel a large body underneath you rise up out of the water. You're supported by Nessie herself. Oh. She turns around, gives you a wink, and a... To let you know you'll be safe tonight. Thanks, Nessie. That's it for another episode of High Mystery. Mystery. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.